Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. are you at now? 103. What? I know. That's amazing. I know. When you and I first started, I was like at seven. That's crazy. I know. And I'm taking, right now I'm like in a season pause since I'm like, I'm changing the name and like I was going to change the name to potent, but I can't say, I like what that word means, but I can't say it properly. Right. People are like potent. You right. know, then I'm like potent, you know, it's like, <laughs> how do I even say it? Yeah. So I'm trying to come up with a word that can embody, because like I'm really trying to move away from food, mm-hmm. not move away. I'm just kind of sick of talking about mm-hmm. like after like seven years of like menu and all of that I'm just kind of like I'm ready for right. like the next thing yep um so for the next one that I do will be in two weeks hopefully I'll figure out like the name and stuff um and that's going to be just more about like people introverts sensitives having this power inside of them and like the two the podcast will have like the tools to help them like take that out out into the world and like use it properly I love it so you instead know? of just focusing on um, like food and cooking and stuff like that. Yeah. It's going to be more focused on awesome, which is a great segue into our introduction. Yes, yes. Um, I'm so excited to introduce you guys to a good friend of mine and a colleague of Danny and I's. This is Ashley Pardo, and we're going to get into exactly who she is. But we are here in the LA studio. She's in town, um, just visiting for a couple days, and we're excited to have her. I'm so excited and yeah. honored to be here. Amazing. So um, I will let you give a little background, but just if you guys are not familiar with Ashley, make sure you guys are following her on all the socials. It's Ashley K. Pardo on Instagram. And I think that's probably like the hub of where things, most things are happening. Yep. Um, and I wanted to get Ashley on because I know that we have a large listenership of people who identify as introverts, uh, empaths, highly sensitive people who are, you know, who are going out into the world who are potentially uh, entrepreneurs, business owners, you know, executives, moms, people who, you know, uh, might have these things come up in everyday life and, and want to be able to excel and also uh, be sensitive to mm-hmm. the things about you that are different. So I wanted yes. to get you on because I know that you do that and you mainly do business and nutrition coaching mm-hmm. for people like that. Yes. But give us a little bit of background. I know you've, you have done a lot of different things. Yes. But yes. kind of give me, let's get up to speed on some stuff. Yeah. So I have been an entrepreneur now since 2012. And I became an entrepreneur because I couldn't stand being in the corporate world. And I think as being an introvert and a sensitive person, that's just something like I, from the time I was little, it was like, you follow the path, you go to school, you get a job and like, that's it. Then you like die and then you're, <laughs> and then you're done. Yep. Um, and then I went into the corporate world and I was like, that's it. Like, I'm going to be full time. I'm going to make money. I'm going to be independent. And like, that's it. And I remember sitting in that building just being like, how can this be my life? Like watching people that have been in that job for 11 years walk in every day with like their lunches, doing the same thing. And I'm like, this just can't be me. And having that, again, being that sensitive person and just having that deep knowing. And at the same time, I had a story or I have a story where I've always, I had always struggled with my weight, with food, with like self-esteem and confidence. And I really saw myself transform and on a really, really deep level, not only with my body and stuff, but that really signified these deep uh, emotional changes and just changes in my own um, confidence and ability to express myself. 
And after that, I decided to leave it all behind. I went and did um, a master's program in food and nutrition and gastronomy. I went to cooking school too, because at this time I knew that I wanted to work with people in food and teach people about food, but I had no idea what it would look like. And even thinking to where I am today, I had no, like I couldn't have ever imagined. So after that, I went and worked on farms in Italy and I really got up close with like what the organic food movement was like, really seeing all aspects of food. And then still not knowing what I was going to do when I got back to where I'm from, Miami. And then just between talking to people and stuff, I decided that I would cook for people. And then clients started coming to me. So I was a private chef in Miami for like seven years. And I loved doing that. I had a really successful business. People always need to eat, especially people in Miami who really care about like the way they feel, the way they look. But I kind of reached a point in that journey where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm tired. I'm burnt out. I smell like food all the time. I'm, re- <laughs> I'm ready to like do something different. And I knew that all of these things that I had experienced within myself were now things that I could share with the world because I had really solved um, people's problem with like not being able to create their meals, having a weird, not a weird, but you know, people having issues with food and their body and stuff. And I decided to take it online. And then I tried doing that by myself for a couple of years. You know that uh, that didn't work for me. And then I met you and, and you and I have been working together and that has really changed my life. And I've gone through now another transformation where I'm now starting to talk about business and really uh, helping this, you know, category of people who is me too. This is my story as well. Yeah. No, I love your story so much because you have, you had like many different evolutions and I Mm -hmm. always love a good, like I left my corporate job story. Like those are just so inspirational, especially if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't see what I could potentially do, Exactly. you know, outside of this, or this is just the way things are supposed to be. And I think Mm -hmm. oftentimes we get to that point before we realize it, like you did and you're like, kind of looked, you picked your head up and you're like, okay, actually I can do something else. And I love was there a moment when you were like, okay, like you said, I don't know what I do with this degree. I don't know what job I get. Was there like fear in that? Or like, what were some of the ways that you kind of like calmed yourself or reassured yourself or had a mentor or someone like kind of helping you through that process? Yeah. So I definitely, mentorship is a huge thing for me, especially, and that's just like a tip for introverted people to sort of have, and you talk about this a lot too, that borrowed confidence of like, having somebody give you the permission to go forward. And I knew that at that point I had always like played safe to a certain extent, like leaving my job wasn't safe, but I had always been sort of trepidatious and like what the next step would be. But I had a mentor who told me, who gave a talk one day and she was like, you can't be that person in the nursing home who is bitter and who is like who nobody wants to visit. Mm. And I think having that greater perspective of like, okay, me in my, in my own thoughts and my own fears, like that's real. Like that, it doesn't have to be um, something that holds me back. I can look at like the bigger picture and all I have to do is take one step today. Like knowing that I don't have to look what, I don't have to know what my life is going to look like in five years. Uh, like that time is going to pass anyway. I can just take one tiny step today that's going to sort of peel back the onion and allow me to step further into who I need to be. So knowing that like, you know, you eat an elephant a bite at a time is very, very uh, helpful for me even now because you know my personality. It's like I want to do everything right now and like I can be really impatient. But knowing that I can take one tiny step and that step is still forward movement 
is the most helpful thing that that helped me. And, and then to stay open too, because like things change. And if you have something in mind, you know, there's this Joseph Campbell quote that like, you know, we try to model our path off of other people's paths or our own expectations, but like you're not going to get to step or stone 20 until you pass stone one, you know? So like, what's that next step that I can take to stone one and then stone two, stone three, stone four, and so on. It's so true. And it's, um, you know, when you, you're saying it, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And, you know, you work with and I work with a lot of people who they can't move forward if they don't know yes. what it's going to look like. And so what do you say to maybe a client or even yourself back then who maybe wanted that control, especially if you're, you know, like you and I, who we have a history of dieting or yes. obsessiveness around food or whatever, there it's a control mechanism. Mm-hmm. And so when you're like, okay, maybe you have a client, I know you're doing a lot of like business coaching and nutrition coaching with clients who are maybe just getting started in a new thing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, what's it going to look like or what, you know, so how do you reassure maybe the personality that wants answers? I let them know that I think employing mindfulness in your uh, process, whatever that is. And to me, mindfulness is really just like having a conversation with yourself or having the willingness to have a conversation with yourself. So like, again, looking at that big, bigger picture and really being honest with yourself and saying like, okay, I want to lose 20 pounds or I want to gain muscle or I want to have an online business. Really practically, what is that going to look like? Like, what are the steps that I need to take? And can I be honest with myself and differentiate whether this fear is going to hold me back? Because like, it's not for everybody. And like, that's okay. That's something that I've realized through the years that like, not everybody wants to do what we do. And like, that's fine. But I think that if we can, you know, take a step back and really have a conversation with ourselves and say like, if I'm really honest, and I know that these things are going to be what I need to do, then that's going to be what I need to do. So I think telling yourself the truth Mm. and having an honest conversation with yourself, like radical honesty about like, these are the things that I need to do in order to get here. And I, and going back to that, like eating the elephant one chunk at a time, I only need to do one tiny thing today. And that thing is going to lead me to the next thing. But I need to really be honest with myself about what it's going to take and know that like, it's going to be uncomfortable. I think knowing that it's going to be uncomfortable is huge. Like Susan David, who wrote this book, Emotional Agility, has this quote, discomfort is the price to a meaningful life or the price of admission to a meaningful Mm. life. So that's something, you know, keeping your vision and your purpose in mind, knowing that I only have to take one tiny step and I can expect that discomfort as a signal, not to the fact that like, okay, this meet my fear and my thoughts and my imposter syndrome aren't a signal that I shouldn't do the thing. They're just a signal that I'm on the path to where I want to go. And I need to tell the truth about to myself about what, you know, my life is going to look like and the actions that I'm going to take. And if I don't want to do it, like, that's okay, too. Like, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I love it. And I love the way that you kind of just reframe discomfort in that way. Yeah. I think sometimes if we start to feel that whatever it is, right, we're starting to get uncomfortable, we're starting to do something that doesn't, that feels a little uncertain. Mm-hmm. And we go, oh, this must mean... Yes. that I'm not supposed to do it. Yes. Or this means that I'm not. And you're saying that's like the signal that you're going in the right direction yes. if the goal is to get on the other side of that discomfort. It, exactly. And I think that we think like if we hire a coach or if we begin like, okay, I'm going to buckle down. I'm going to read all the self-help books. And this is me. This was me like a, <laughs> a long time ago. And even sometimes to this day, I'm going to hire a coach and I'm going to do all of these things. I'm going to go to the seminar. I'm going to improve. We think that our change is going to be a light switch. Mm. 
we think that like, okay, I'm going to do these things and invest. And we think like, okay, like from one day to the other, I'm just going to switch. But change is really gradual and it comes as the byproduct of all of these uncomfortable decisions. So especially if you're out there and you're feeling sensitive and you feel all the feelings like I do and your brain tells you certain things, you know, those thoughts can be real, but they don't have to be true Mm. necessarily. Tara Brock always says that, who's a mindfulness teacher, real, but not true. So having that mantra in my head, we're Mm. like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling these things and like, yeah, they're there, but I can have a conversation with myself. I can be mindful and employ like this different voice, a stronger voice that comes from doing all of the actions and gaining strength from all of that. And I can continue to move forward and recognize that that voice that tells me that is a positive sign in the right direction, even though it feels excruciating in the moment, you know? <laughs> it does. And like the nature of uncertainty and the nature of discomfort is like, we don't want to be there. Exactly. So it's like, let's run back to what feels safe yes. or let's keep plowing through yes. to the other side. Exactly. And also like it doesn't, I feel like there's so much talk out there right now, like just go quit your job and follow your passion and do this. Like don't put it all on the line, you know, like I still had my private chef job for, you know, it was only six months ago that I left that job. So I had that as I was developing my online business. So like, don't put your family at stake. Like don't put yourself at stake, have save money, do what you need to do so that practically your life can still work. That way there's not, so much pressure for you to do the thing because that desperation that you're going to feel is going to be felt by people that you're going to be selling to online. Um, because even through the internet, that's something that you feel. Yeah, totally. One of the things that I love about you, and honestly, like I'm super lucky because I have worked with and are, I'm friends with and have colleagues that are similar in this way and that we we take action. Like yes. you're an action taker. I remember, yeah. you know, just knowing you for the last couple of years, you're always implementing, you know, Mm -hmm. and and to me, that is obviously something I really respect from people because I think it is so rare. So there's at least, and I'm going to challenge you a little bit on like the highly sensitive person stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. and I, I'm an introvert as well, but Mm -hmm. I, and I agree that I think there's some, some different challenges and I want to get into what those specific challenges are, especially for in the context of building your business. But do you find that like, it feels weird to be like, I look at action takers typically and I'm like, there's like the Gary V's. Yes. yes. Right. Who are these like hustle, like yep. plow through blinders on head down, grind it out. And that's is great, but that doesn't seem consistent with someone who is more empathic. Yes. So like, can you be an action taker and also have all of these additional sensitivities? I think absolutely. And that's something that I feel in you because A characteristic of an introvert, you know, if we just talk about like, you know, the difference between an introvert and an extrovert, it's really the way that we gain and we drain our energy. Um, And introverts also have a a richer internal world and they filter. What do you mean by that? They have a lot going on inside. So they, they marinate on their thoughts and their feelings before they say it out there versus extroverts are just like, and they just like think out loud. Um, So... I think that, you know, I heard this quote one time and like, it really resonates with me and it's, um, you know, I don't think that maybe it's true for everybody, but um, confidence, what is it? It's insecurity. Oh my God. (laughs) Insecurity is um, loud. Confidence is silent. Mm. So if I think back to, uh, that took me a second to get that that quote, (laughs) but um, you know, I think that if we go along with a quiet strength and honor who we are. Like just because we're not loud and out there 
doesn't mean that we can't make moves, doesn't mean that we can't have a quiet strength, a contained strength that is that still has a lot of energy. It's just that we don't show the energy on the outside. We're more reserved. We're more internal. We take things in and we filter through them before we say things out loud. And to me, I think that's a strength mm. because you can sort of make sense of things in your, own, in your own brain and within your own expertise to then put them out into the world. So I think that you can still have strategy. You can still take action. You can still take those little bites that you need to in order to move forward, but you can do it in your own way that's honoring yourself and that's in alignment to you. And by doing that, people are going to be attracted to you because the people that are attracted to me are action takers, but they're just like me. You know, they're introverted, they're quiet and they see me out there and they're like, oh, look at her. She's not like dancing and doing all of these things on Instagram but she's still doing the thing mm -hmm. and she still is doing it in her own way. And that is attractive to people who are like that yep. as well. And it's also like giving permission to those people too. I love that, you know, cause I think it's, you know, you go to typically, obviously we're in the internet marketing and in that business space and you go to some of these conferences like Tony Robbins, which is, I guess, personal development, you know, Shalene Johnson, Brenda Burchard, mm -hmm. like all these people who are doing great work and they do big, huge live events and I don't know about you and I'd love your take on this, but there's this big thing where like they put on music and like yes. everyone dances yes. and you give hugs to your neighbor who's a yeah. stranger yes, and then you yes. like literally give them a back massage. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I'm just, I'm just like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. But like, I don't love that. Does yeah. it mean I'm anti? Does it mean I'm like, I'm uh, not friendly? Do yeah. I feel, but that I've never felt really. And I feel like, especially with like, you know, um, what is it? Susan, what's the, the book, the quiet book? Oh, Susan Cain. Susan Cain. Yeah, yes. with her, it was like the very first time I felt like introversion was like definitely just celebrated and not yes. worse than yes. being yes. extroverted. Exactly. And we're seeing that they're just different and not exactly. one's better than the other. And that felt so validating to me. Totally. And and society values extroversion. You know what I mean? Society values the... Per and I think like in our own conditioning from society, we think like, oh, that person's better. Look, that Gary Vee is killing it. Like look at these people that are loud and dancing, giving massages to strangers. <laughs> like that would make me feel super uncomfortable. Um, even yesterday I did a photo shoot. And at the beginning of the photo shoot, um, the amazing photographer, um, Violet Ar Artistry was like, you know, show me like dance, do this stuff. I'm like, you're going to have to let me warm up a little bit because like, <laughs> do you have a shot of whiskey? Yeah, or? do you have something, you know, and that's, and that's okay. But right. I think once I realized that like sales, marketing, uh, connection, success are skills, and not a personality trait, that was really validating to me because I think as introverts, we're smart. We take in information. We can give value to people. We can communicate really, really well. We can create and nurture deep relationships with people and clients and colleagues. And that can create a really successful business and really successful internal strength inside. Um, and that doesn't have to be shown outwardly. Just let your results speak for themselves, mm. you know. Mm -hmm. I love that. So let's just say, because I do want to, I want also want to get to other stuff, but like just on introversion, for maybe people who don't know the differences mm -hmm. and maybe they've never taken a quiz or they don't really know themselves that well, like how would you help someone assess if they're more introverted or more extroverted? So the number one defining thing, we think that it's like, okay, these people are loud or whatever. And, and I think as a result of the characteristics, th those are the things that happen. But the number one thing is going to be how you gain your energy and what drains you. So 
introverts gain their energy from being alone. And every time they're with people or they have external stimuli, whether that's like a concert, a lot of noise, being around, um, you know, even having the TV on or something, those external stimuli are going to drain you. And I think as an introvert, we have that wall or like that, um, I think in, in the research, it's called the stimulus saturation point where you just feel like, okay, I'm done. Like, I just, I can't do anything else today. So that's how we drain our energy and um, we gain energy by being alone. Whereas extroverts get energized by being with people and they feel sort of restless when they're alone. Mm. Um, so that drains them because they, um, you know, they spend their energy thinking about being other with other people or whatever it is. Another thing is how you process your inf- the information that you're given. Extroverts have to really speak things out loud and talk to people. And and that's how they make sense of the world or their own thoughts and feelings. Introverts hear stuff and then they sort of take it through their own filter. They analyze it, they question it, they judge it, and then they can make their own um, conclusions from that. And then another thing that's really helpful is how you relate to other people. So introverts really, when they approach other people, they're first, there's kind of like a wall in a sense where they are in their own thoughts and feelings to make sense of that other person, to make sense of an energy, to make sense of a presence. Um, But I think that, again, in the research, it's, you know, people who have that internal movement inside of themselves and a lot of internal energy that they then have to take into their brains and and make sense of. But I think paying attention to how you get energized and drained is is the place that you can start. Mm -hmm. I think, and maybe you can speak to this. I love that. That's, I mean, would you recommend like a Myers-Briggs or something like that for people? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think just doing the Myers-Briggs would be, would be um, a great thing to do or reading a book on introversion, like quiet. Um, There's also this book called The Introvert Advantage that's really good too and seeing which one you resonate with. And it's also a spectrum. So like a lot of people, you know, I'm pretty social. I love talking to people. Um, I'm very warm and a lot of people are surprised to hear that I'm an introvert. Um, but it doesn't really have to do with your social skills or like how, um, how shy you are. That's what I was going to ask you. You It's like, there's this misconception that you're more insecure even. Yes, exactly. Because you're shy or. Yes. Um, and again, that shyness isn't necessarily shyness. It's just like you making sense of your surroundings. So like, that's something I noticed about you too. You're poised. You're always observing, you know what I mean? I wouldn't say quiet, but like, I know that like you sort of churn things in your head before you say you're very thoughtful. Um, So that's something I recognize in you as well. And I have that too. So just because you're quiet or you're shy doesn't mean that you don't have anything going on Mm. inside. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a misconception. And that's something that I really struggled with for a long time because I have a lot going on inside. I have a lot of energy and, you know, I'm vulgar and I'm like, you know, I like being funny and all of these things. So like, I think that, again, just because society values that extroversion, that person that comes in is like automatically charismatic and you're drawn to them doesn't mean that you can't be that too. Um, I think that once you accept the way that you are, because we also spend energy wanting to be a different way. You know, at least like I know I did like, oh, my churning in my head. Why can't I be this other person? And but I think that once we accept ourselves and once we say, like, hey, this is just the way that I work and I can still bring all these amazing things to the world. Um, and again, let your results and the things that you do in the world speak, speak for themselves and just uh, 
continue going and know that like you have that energy and that quiet power. Now it's the time to like use it in the ways that are going to drive you forward to the things that you want to do. I love that. And I think that was super useful. I want to ask you just at least in the context of business, we talked a little about the Gary Vee style, the like hustle, the loud, the like, and I think, and I love that you made the distinction between like introverts maybe take a little bit, they're just like, not that they're, not that extroverts maybe aren't thoughtful. Mm-hmm. It's just that they maybe take a little bit of time. So one of the things I love about you is on Instagram stories, like you do a lot of mini trainings. So you're mm-hmm. obviously very um, well-spoken. Mm-hmm. You have sp- spoken at plenty of events. You've yes. done podcast interviews. You have a podcast. Yes. So like, it's not that you like have a speaking, like a fear of public speaking or yes, anything like yes. that, which I think we kind of think. But on Instagram, we see a lot of people teaching how to do stories. And it's very, what I call, like, just, um, like, used car salesman. Yeah. Come down to the lot. Yeah, like, yeah. It's the price is right, oh my right? God, yes. It's like the price <laughs> is right. Like, I can't. And, you're, and then you see people kind of mimicking this because one person did it. Now everyone's doing it. And they got the phone up. And yeah. it's like, look at the cars behind. It's like the yeah. Ty Lopez yes, kind of like, yes. look at the cars behind me. Uh-huh. And it feels really, to me, it feels inauthentic. It yeah. could be authentic for them. Mm-hmm. But we're seeing that as like, is that a success strategy? Do yes. I need to be loud and have all this yeah, big energy. Yeah. And I love that you are always teaching great content. You're always um, very strategic with what you're teaching, but it's not this like, but it's, and it's captivating too. Mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. this like over the top yes. energy. Yeah. So how does someone do that if they're just scared shitless of something like Instagram stories, Instagram TV, Facebook live? Oh my God. So real. All of those <laughs> things. Like, and you know, before you and I started working together, I had never done an Instagram live or a Facebook live or any of that. So I think the first like tangible thing that I can speak to in this is like, what's your expertise? What are you good at? What do you know a shit ton about that you can speak on and how can you help people? Like, I love that. And not saying that extroverts aren't smart and have valuable knowledge, but introverts take in a lot of information. And because they're so thoughtful, I think one of our skills is that we can take a lot of information, especially as content creators, like this is what we do. We curate information and we share it. We take in a lot of information and then we simplify it in our brains and then put it out there in a way that is going that people will be able to absorb easily or seamlessly. And before I ever started public speaking or anything, I had a mentor who was a, like a really successful executive life coach. And I had, you know, this is when I had gotten back to Miami and I was going to start teaching cooking workshops and I was just like, holy shit, like I don't even know how I'm going <laughs> to do that. So when I spoke to her about my fear, she was like, just talk about something that you know. Just talk about Such good advice. Just talk about something that you know like the back of your hand. Like don't talk about something that you don't know, because then like you're really gonna look like an asshole <laughs> up there. You know what I mean? But for me, it was talking about, you know, I'd spent like six years cooking. I can talk about food, food mindset, nutrition, cooking strategies, like all day long. And like you said, when you're on Instagram and you're scrolling through and you're seeing people talking, you can tell instantly if like that person knows what they're talking about. Totally. Um, because again, as introverts, we're sensitive. We can feel that. I don't think everybody has that skill that, that they can feel someone else's energy and just be kind of turned on or turned off by it. Um, but I think that tangible tip is, is really good too. Just talk about things that you know, like the back of your hand and um, dispel it in a way that's going to be digestible to other people and know that and you always say this too that like it's not going to be good at the beginning but you only get better by continuing to just go and do it and I another thing that I think about a lot is like we think that happiness or positive emotions are super energetic 
You know what I mean? We think that it's like loud and like those events that you're talking about and stuff. But those positive emotions can also be relaxing and serene and a little bit different of a level of energy. And that doesn't mean that it's bad either. It's just a different sort of happiness, a different way that people um, absorb. And the person that is for you is going to be drawn to you. And, you know, we always talk about the fact that like not everybody is for you and that's okay. So just put yourself out there, talk about stuff consistently that you know you're good at. Like I had a friend of mine who is an incredible copywriter and uh, she was scared shitless of getting on Instagram stories. I'm like, just give people simple Google SEO and copywriting tips. And now she shows up every day pretending like she's talking to one person on Instagram stories and she's in her expertise and she kills it. I'm like, there you go. That's all you had to do. Yep. But it starts with just showing up, peeling one back, peeling back one little layer and going down the path um, and allowing it to open up for you. Yeah. No, it's so good because I do think we're at a point now where, you know, over, I would say close to 50% of content is being on, is being consumed via video. So yes, it's like yes. we kind of need more people are watching Instagram yeah. stories and, and then looking at the main feed anymore. So we do need to have that. And I just think it's a good life skill. Yes. To be honest, like people yeah. always ask me, like I'll, I get the question, you know, how can I become a better public speaker? How can I get better at speaking? And I don't have any formal training and I wouldn't even call myself a great speaker. But I think it comes down to two things. Number one, what you said, which is you have master of the material. Yeah. Right? Like you should be able to, you should be able to just talk about it in your sleep. That's yes, how good yes. it should feel. If you're trying uh -huh. new content, maybe don't do that the first yes, time. Yeah. But also I do think that things like Facebook lives, webinars, yes. Instagram stories get you better at speaking publicly. Yes. Because it's just practice. It's Whereas exactly. most of us just aren't even, we would never practice that if it wasn't for having to do it daily or weekly or whatever. Yeah. Because it's a different energy. Totally. That you bring to like, you know, how I'm talking to you right now, like you and I are in person, we're having eye contact is a different sort of connection sure. and energy than me talking to like a screen, right. you know? Yep. So try to just picture one person when you're talking to that screen and just be yourself. And I suggest to go back and watch it too and to see like... A lot of people don't like to do that. No, I know. <laughs> and and I encourage you to get out of your comfort zone a little bit and just watch it. Maybe like, you know, you don't have to watch every single one, but maybe like once every three months or something, watch one and just take some cues because you don't know how you're coming across as you're talking to somebody on video um, and see like, okay, can I just like raise my voice a little bit? Can I, I know you talk about like standing up mm -hmm. and trying to bring that energy. Can I like be a little more poised, have my shoulders back? Um, so, because that's energetic too, if like you're slumped, like people can feel that as well. So I think, especially in this day and age, nothing connects like video. Like right now we're all screaming into a noisy ether of the internet and we all want to be successful. So in this day and age, like in 2020, we have to be on video to a certain extent, because reading something on text, even if it's amazing, like, you know, so much of being an online content creator is also your personality and your story and your relatability. So yeah, you might be an expert in the way that people read your stuff and your content, but the way somebody sees you on video is going to like just completely skyrocket that connection that you feel. And even if somebody, like if you're not comfortable with that, can you just put on a microphone like this and speak authentically on a topic or to somebody to try to connect with them and um, put that out as like a podcast yep. or something or like some sort of audio clip, something where it's voice or face or something where people can just get a little bit deeper because we buy from people that 
we're connected to like mm-hmm. w- and nobody taught me that like like sure. you did you know well, I mean it's an energetic thing too like yeah. you mentioned right it's like you get to see how the person animates yes. you get to be, like so I might read on you know on social media a great caption from somebody but then when I see them on Instagram stories and they're doing the prices right come on down yeah, yeah. I'm like oh <laughs> yeah, yeah you know what I mean it's, yeah, it's it gross. is a turn off yeah. to yes, me and, yes. and some people love it yes and so I'm not saying it's bad it's just not my style yes and yes. It, it is actually like an active turn off to me yeah me too so I'm like oh okay well yeah. like that that's important and I I think exactly. it's important as a content creator, like you mentioned, to give other people the opportunity to be a hell yes or no for us. Exactly. Right. And it shouldn't be like, we shouldn't want, like I am a recovering or maybe recovered people pleaser. Um, and I think that when we start a business like this, we're like, oh my God, I want to please everybody. I want to please like this person that I went to high school with. That I haven't talked to in like 15 years, like my dermatologist, like all of these, <laughs> like whoever it is, we're obsessed with it's really controlling people's perception of the way that they see us, um, which is, you know, the ultimate battle. Yeah, exactly. You can't do that. You know what I mean? Impossible. So I think that if we like people connect with people that are not necessarily vanilla, you know what I mean? It's like an attraction, like high attraction or a repelling, like you're saying, like those people that are like, "Ah," you know what I mean? Just out there. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm really repelled by this right now. So your goal should not to be, and again, when you're first starting, all I care about is you taking action. So like spend months taking action, then you can worry about this other shit later. Um, But your goal should be to really draw people in with high attraction or repel them. And the work is being okay with that. And the work is, is standing in your own authenticity and, and being okay. Like ever since I started, I think a lot of people knew me as like, oh, she's so quiet. She's so reserved. They didn't know that like maybe had this whole internal world and like all these things happening. And once I started to like really embody myself and have all of these changes, a lot of people that I was friends with like unfollowed me. They just like couldn't, it made my stepping into my power challenged their own comfort level. Um, And I had to learn, of course it's uncomfortable at the beginning, but you learn to be okay with that and you just learn to continue going because each little win, okay, I showed up on Facebook Live today. Okay, I did an Instagram post. Okay, today I signed a high ticket client. All those little wins are just little drops in the bucket. And then soon that water will just begin to rise. But like you said, like you always say, it's like the tiny little reps that you just continue moving forward uh, day by day, moment by moment. Like it all matters. I love that you brought that up about, especially, you know, we talk a little bit on this about social media and kind of the dynamics. And sometimes, we hear people say, well, what's the big deal? It's just social media. Like you shouldn't care about unfollows and stuff like that. And yeah. it's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. But also this is how we communicate now. Yes. It's like a big part of the day. People yeah. are on social media for hours uh-huh. a day. So it like, yes, but also it does, it, you do get a hit off of it. It means something. Yes. It's not a nothing. Yeah. And I love that you said that the work is being okay with that because I do, I think as you grow and as you kind of start steamrolling through some of those discomfort levels that we've talked about, mm-hmm. you are going to, I don't say leave people behind because it's not a better than, it's just they're seeing you in a different yes, way. Yes. And you're not going to be for them anymore. Or yeah. like you mentioned, either it's it's not a fit or it does kind of challenge maybe the way that they wanted things to be or yes. whatever. You know, I'm not saying that they're insecure, but oftentimes it can highlight for, like for some reason, it's just, it's off. It's a no. Yes. yes. And we do that too, by the way. Oh so yeah. We all do that. 
wanted to interrupt this episode really quickly to let you know that this episode is actually brought to you by CBD for Life. We are really excited to partner with CBD for Life. They are a female founded and operated company, which we love. And there's so much CBD out there on the market. And this CBD company has been actually sourced from organically formed hemp. It is third party tested for purity and potency. And there's absolutely no THC detected. I know some people are worried about uh, maybe using a CBD product and getting high or maybe not being able to pass a drug test for work. And you do not have to worry with this product. There is no THC, which is the compound that is the psychoactive compound in marijuana, which this is not that. It is a hemp-based product. One of my favorite products in the line is the salve. There is a salve that you rub on your skin and Honestly, with my back pain, it has been a lifesaver. There's also a pain stick, and those are my two favorites, along with taking some of the CBD drops. Um, You can get those in 300 milligrams or 600 milligrams, whichever you choose. I go the heavier side. Anyway, if you'd like to try it out, go to cbdforlife.us and use the Best Life at checkout. You will get 20% off because we love to save you some money. Okay, back to the show. So the next thing I want to share or I want to talk to you about, and I'm going to challenge you on this because this is a little bit, Danny and I talk about this a bit. Um, I One of my pet peeves is that every single person is an empath now. Oh, yeah. And so I saw this post. I was dying laughing. It was on Facebook a few months ago. And it started off being like, I'm sick of everyone calling themselves an empath. It was like everywhere you turn, everyone's calling themselves an empath. Mm-hmm. What is that? Because if everyone is, then no one is. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of like, so what does it actually mean? And so, and I'm like reading this and I'm like, yeah, I kind of agree with this. And then at the end she goes, I'm the, I'm a real empath. Yeah. And I was like, what? what? Yeah. You know, and it was like, yes. I thought it was going to be like calling out everyone who's calling. And I'm, I'm not saying people aren't, but it's like, okay, but how do you know? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think that I think for women in general, we tend to be more intuitive uh-huh. in general mm-hmm. than men. It's a huge generalization. But like, how do you actually know? And also, is every single person and their mom an empath? I don't think so. And um, it's it's funny that you say that because that's, I think, like, there's a whole separate conversation that we could have about this of like people using vulnerability as like an, this inauthentic tool you know what I mean? To like draw people in or like as a tactic or whatever. Mm. But I think you have to look at like, what's the intention behind this thing and how well do I know myself? Right. And I, am I being authentic to where I am right now for being an empath? That's really like, how are you affected by other people's energy and by other people's um, feelings? Like if somebody's telling you, um, this, you know, their life story and all these traumas that they've been through. Are you affected by that? Are you absorbing their feelings? Um, I think that that's the number one thing when it comes to uh, being an empath of like, how deeply do I feel my own feelings and other people's feelings too? So I think that maybe everyone is an empath to a certain extent, like, or that people who are empaths um, are on a spectrum too. You know what I mean? So I think there are people out there who are just like, I'm so self-absorbed. I really just give a shit about myself. And like, that's fine. But then there's this other group of people that are on a spectrum. And there's maybe people who are like super highly sensitive, who really like have to stay at home and like shouldn't probably shouldn't have an online business. And then there's other people to a lesser degree uh, who are sensitive. But I think it's like in the way that you share, what is the intention behind you sharing? Mm -hmm. Is it 
you trying to be um, polarizing? Is it you trying to be somebody that you're not? Or are you just sharing authentically? Or use or are you using it as like a tactic to be somebody that you're not? So I think considering all of those things um, is important to to consider. But that's something that I feel too, because I'm like, just be authentic to yourself. Like, I don't know if I would choose to be an empath. Well, I was going to say, is know? there like, so you're saying if I'm listening to someone and they're sharing with me my tra- their traumas and, you know, they're really upset or whatever. And like, I'm absorbing that. What if I'm just practiced at being like empathic, but not, um, but not like taking it on. Absorbing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So like, does that make me a cold person? Because I think yes. I'm more of that. I mean, yes. I feel like I'm very intuitive, uh-huh. but I'm also can be like, I can recognize while also hearing somebody yes. and absorbing it, also not taking it on. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that is a skill too, because it's like, if you are a sensitive person and you're just like out there and you're open, then all of that stuff is going to come into you and you're going to absorb it and it's going to do whatever it does inside of you. But I think that it's a skill to be like, okay, where are my energetic leaks? Mm. And how can I sort of plug those leaks a little bit? And I know you are very, um, you know, you conserve your energy very well. So I don't think that that necessarily means that you're cold because you can still, like I've had vulnerable conversations with you really, like I've told you a lot of different shit about me and you're there for me. Um, But I think that that's like, you do it in a way where it's like, okay, this is in my own best interest for my own energy. To, con- to plug where I need to plug and not let things drain me. Um, I think that's a really nuanced question, yeah. you know, but I think that there is a spectrum of people. And then like, you know, for, you know, you have the skill to do that now. I think that it's important to learn to, I don't want to say block it or be cold, but just like, you know, I do a practice where like sometimes if that's happening, I'll picture like a bubble around myself. And I'm like, okay, I'm like in a glass bubble right now. Like your stuff can like, you know, um, bounce off of me a little. Because it's not, you're saying it's not always the best to let it penetrate. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I think that like you have, I think that naturally we can be that naturally I'm very open, but it has been a skill for me to be like, okay, I need to like put a little bit of a barrier between you and me because if not, I'm like going to die. Like, (laughs) Like I absorb everybody's energy because naturally I'm a person who like loves hearing people's stories and people are drawn to telling me things and you know all of the different things that they've been through but I have to especially like working with clients too that's a whole different thing um but learning to just picture I do a lot of visualization picturing something that's going to like be in between so like it's in my own best interest to do that so I think it's degrees of like how it affects you as a person but then and having awareness around that, but then doing what you need to do to protect your energy and conserve it in a way where you can like go do the other stuff that you need to do in life. Mm-hmm. I love that. And there, there is, there does seem to be a lot of nuance around these conversations. Yes. So I like that you keep saying there's a spectrum because yes. I do believe that, you know, like, again, I do think that all of us have the capacity for intuition on some, mm-hmm. in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so highly sensitive person. This is also kind of a new thing. There's a book or some sort of assessment, yes. right? Yeah. So I did like a little bit of just cause I was also like, but also are you just soft? Like that was yes, kind exactly. of, so that's my biggest <laughs> yes, question. Yes. Cause I was reading this and it's like, here's 10 signs. You're a highly sensitive person. And one was like, 
when a loud motorcycle goes by outside, you have a hard time. And it's yeah. like, okay, yeah, but yeah. isn't that just like living in the world? Yeah, like exactly. Harley is like, yes, you yes. know what I mean? So, so how do you define being like a highly sensitive person, but also like, again, being able to live in the world where like a motorcycle can go by and it doesn't throw you off your game? Yeah, yeah. And you and I had a conversation about this when I first told you that I was going to start doing this um, because, you know, a big problem that I have is like, you know, I think that sometimes for us who are marketing, if we say we are looking for like ambitious people or something, it's like, then they wouldn't need a coach. You know what I mean? So like those people- Driven, highly motivated. Yeah, yeah. It's like- That was the strategy already. It's like, why why are people going to hire us? But I think that, um, I think left- to our own devices. Like, I think that if I paid attention to like the motorcycle going by and like the concerts and all of this stuff where I I know I'm wired in a certain way, but at the same time, I can take more, I can take more um, action steps and have more power over my choices where I can choose to let things sort of affect me or not. So I think like, again, women and men are very different and women are more intuitive, more sensitive but I think that if I just drown in like the noises of the world and the noises of the million people out there and oh my God, all of this stuff, like that's a choice too. So I'm really attracted to people who, yeah, feel the depth and the and all of the different emotions that they have, but at the same time, develop a strength beyond that where they can they know that they have power over it all. Um, and that comes with like, okay, how am I going to show up every day? What are the actions that I'm going to take? How well am I tolerating discomfort? So like, I'm attracted to like, you know, I think that you can be, I don't think it's like being sensitive and being a badass. Like, I don't think it's either or, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. I think you can be a really sensitive person and also be a fucking boss bitch badass who does the things that they need to do. It can be both, not either or, but a big is a big thing is like, how am I going to choose to respond to these Mm. things? And how am I going to take this information that's coming at me and reframe it in a way where it's in my own highest good and my own power in an alignment to who I really, really want to be because I'm sensitive, but I get annoyed by that stuff too, because I'm like, and I think I told you that too, like, I'm not looking for, you know, I'm not looking to teach people to be soft because for the way that we want to live, developing ourselves, growing and stuff, like it's hard and it's way easier to just not do it. Um, And you do have to be hard in a certain extent. So I think it's accepting the two dichotomies and knowing that it's both and also for sensitive people knowing that like your badassery is going to come from the degree to which you are attuned to your sensitivity too and yourself I love that because it sounds like it's like it's a combination of sort of you know uh ownership responsibility yes. Yes. self-awareness and boundaries yeah exactly right exactly like it's you it's Versus just, just being just at put the a mercy word. of like what's happening well exactly right. e- exactly and putting and being okay with putting those boundaries in place um which is a whole other which is a whole thing that you know <laughs> maybe we won't talk about that now um but that is like what are the boundaries that i need to place with myself mm. what are the boundaries that i need to to place with other people like I need what are some st- examples of boundaries that you put in place both with yourself and with other people um, as someone who is, who identifies as all of these things? Yes. So I think that when a big thing is like, I have to be aware and stop myself when I'm doing activities that start to really drain me. Like, I know you always talk about scrolling too. Like if I'm like 
mindlessly scrolling, if I'm like watching TV for hours and hours and hours and hours, and I, you know, am thinking things about myself, like, oh, here you are. Like a, a recent example is like, here you are putting out this, you know, I'm doing an introvert training soon. Look at this imposter syndrome. Look at this, like these thoughts of like you doing this new thing. And naturally the resistance, the fear, the doubt, the what if, the uncertainty, um, putting boundaries on those thoughts and being like, shut it down. Like <laughs> that is a signal that you're on the path of growth. And I need to put that like, you know, I picture like a curtain going down or something. <laughs> Again, I'm very visual. Picture that curtain going down and setting that boundary there. And also with like my time, I know that I need to, um, you know, what are gonna what are going to be the activities that give me more energy, like working out. Like I know that I have to like and not just kind of work out, like I have to freaking push myself to this next level because that's going to be like my discomfort lab where I feel good um, in my body and in my brain to then take that next step. So those are some boundaries that I keep in place for myself. Some boundaries that I keep with other people is like, I don't stay out late. Like I just, if I don't sleep, like, so you know, once, not like I'm never going to do that, but like um, I'm not going to, you know, be at the mercy of other people and their schedules and stuff. You know what I mean? Obviously there's exceptions to the rule, but um, I think another thing that I have to put in place too is like, I'm not taking phone calls during the day. I think people are like taking meetings during the day mm -hmm. um, with people that um, are just trying to get my attention or people that want to pick my brain or something. I think that at the beginning I thought, oh, I'm going to be so helpful and I'm going to do everything for other people. And then it's like, but all these a million people want to have lunch with me and pick my brain and like other people in my life that aren't entrepreneurs that maybe have the day for you're like, let's go get lunch. Like I can't do that, you know? So I think putting those boundaries with like on my time and my schedule and in my own energy of the way that, that I'm going to show up to them has been really important and a learning experience for me because like I can't get, and this is for all sensitive people and introverts, I can't get to where I want to go if I don't put those boundaries in place with myself and with other people too. Mm-hmm. It's so good because there is, you know, we talk about success. There kind of is a formula a little bit from the perspective of at least the mindset aspects, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like you can't be extremely successful while also allowing for other people to dictate your schedule. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So like Brendan Burchard always talks about like not checking your email in the morning yes, or yes. like having specific boundaries around your time, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that can be hard, especially I think sometimes for women because I think we tend to be more people pleasing. Yes. You know, yes. we did a whole episode on boundaries and I'm sure you've talked about it a lot in your podcast, mm -hmm. but it sounds like for people who maybe do have heightened sensitivity, that is even more important. Yes. And the work around it might be a little bit harder too. Yes, yes. You know, versus someone who just tends to be less, maybe less uh, sensitive to other people's energy. They're just like, what? Like, I'm just doing my thing, right? Yeah, Whereas exactly. For someone who's highly sensitive or empathic, you're like, what? You, you go, okay, I'm going to put this boundary in place. Yay. Yes. And now I'm also thinking about what this person thinks of me. And, you know, are they mad at me? Yes. And, you know, are going to like me? So how do you, like, in the moment that it happens, because I don't know that it ever ends, by the yeah, way. Yeah, no, I think it you just, like, start to, like, you get okay with it. it like, yes. It's almost like getting your first hater on the internet. You're, like, exactly. You get so upset at first, and now, like, I don't even notice it. I'm like, okay, yeah. bro, like, it doesn't even yeah, impact me for you. a second. So how do you, like, what in real time happens when you get a hit, you know, someone unfollows you that you thought you were cool with, mm -hmm. or, you know, um, you're wondering what someone thinks once you put a boundary in place, or you have a client who is unhappy in a certain regard, or like, how do you do that? How do you deal with that? So I think that I, I think of it a lot as like clearing up space for people. So like that person leaving is a signal to me that I am showing up the way that I need to, because then I triggered them 
to take an action to leave the space. Mm. And that opens up more space for somebody to come in. You know, so this is in like a big thing for me has also been like my friendships. Like as I started to grow, friendships fell away. But every time a friend left, a new one came in through me showing up in my power and the way that I needed to. Imagine if if you were like, oh my gosh, these friendships are dissipating. I need to stay here. Well, and exactly. And that I picture again, another like, you know, are you going to be the crab that gets sucked back into the bucket when all the other crabs are trying to bring it back in and down to their level so you can appease their comfort level? And I think so much of this process is knowing that like it is going to continue to be uncomfortable and every time um, and it's active. You know what I mean? So like, I think a big part of it is reframing. Like, okay, if somebody unfollows me or leaves me or unsubscribes or whatever it is, I can feel stung. I can feel a little discomfort. I'm like, oh, that sucks. And I can honor that feeling. But then I'm going to have to put the curtain on that. I'm going to have to pick it up. And I can choose to think a thought that's like, okay, that's opening up space for someone else. I'm, that's a signal to me that I'm showing up in my power. They were triggered and they left. If I have a person, let's say in person, where they say, hey, Ashley, can we go out to lunch at noon on a Thursday when I have shit to do <laughs> that day? And they tell me like, oh my God, but you're whatever. Like, look at you, how important you are. Have an honest conversation with that person. Mm. Like, that's okay to say, hey, can we just talk for a moment? Like, um, I really need to be honest with you and, and let you know that like me saying no to our lunch outing actually has nothing to do with our relationship. It's just me showing up for work in the way that I need to and and honoring myself. And the person can do whatever they want with that, you know. But again, a lot of these different things are popping up in this conversation. As we're noticing, there is really no clear-cut answer because everybody's so different. Um, But I think just stepping up and being active in doing the things that we know we need to do to protect ourselves, to honor ourselves, live in our authenticity, to be honest with the people in our lives who we care about, all of those things come together to allow us to be who we need to be. I think that's so important that, especially the last part you said, which is honesty with those in our lives. So Mm -hmm. you saying, you know, if you had said, sure, let's go to lunch and the whole time you're resentful, you know, so Byron Katie says a dishonest yes is a no to yourself. Yes. And I'm like, okay, what would be better for the other person? It actually would be better for the other person if you didn't show up to lunch and were miserable the entire time and thinking about work the whole time and resentful of this person and like, don't they know I have to... And I think so much, so much in our society, we don't have that co- uncomfortable conversation uh-huh. and then we just stuff it down yes. and it just makes a huge rift in the relationship. Yes. You're never going to want to go out again versus if I say, I know like I just have people in my life who get this because mm-hmm. that's just who I've, I've curated. And if chances are, if you don't get it, you probably, probably not close, not because I'm better than, but like, I'm going to be super honest with you and if that's not cool for you, awesome. We can go our separate ways. But if you are cool with it, our relationship's probably going to get a lot deeper Yes. as a result of that honest communication. And think about it. If you love this person, if you care about these people, like you want them to have all the information. That's yeah. a service. Yes. And yet it seems so scary sometimes for us to do. Yeah. And you know what? I always think like, I love that you brought up like, it's going to affect us either way. And especially as a sensitive person, if something like that gets lodged in you, it's just going to grow and manifest and in a, in a different way. So either way, it's going to be uncomfortable. Either way, it's going to hurt. Can I front load the discomfort and do the discomfort first so that this relationship 
doesn't get affected in a bad way later, which is also going to be uncomfortable. So then I can choose like either way is going to be uncomfortable, but can I choose to bring it up now instead of having it, um, you know, not acting in my integrity and having the relationship be severed or mm-hmm. whatever it is later. Yeah, I know. And that's, you know, something came up recently and we don't need to go into the details between you and I. Uh-huh. And just as, you know, having a working relationship, a friendship, a peer relationship, you brought up something to me that I overlooked or that I neglected. And, mm-hmm. it, and it, I felt so um, taken care of by you. Yeah. Because you brought that up to me. Yes. Because I realized it was something so easily just not brought up, right? Because yes, it's yeah. not like a huge deal. Uh-huh. But if you want to have, if you really honor the friendship and you want to continue to deepen that relationship, you have to bring up that stuff. Yes. And I remember just being like, wow, thank you for trusting me yes. with this. Because yes. you don't know how I respond. You didn't know yeah, how I, no. I mean, you know me well enough. Yeah, but yeah. You, you, there was no guarantee that I was going to be open to getting no. feedback or whatever. And yes. I really appreciated that. Of course. <laughs> and that was, of course, it was uncomfortable for sure. me to to say that. And it took like, but again, I was like, I can either be upfront with her on how I feel or what's the alternative? Right. Talking to somebody else about it. Right. Gossiping. Like having, and that's not actually what you want. That's no, not what exactly. Of us want. No, exactly. So it's like, this is what I know I need to do and be. And like, I made a commitment to myself, you know, that I had to for the relationships that matter to me. I have to be honest with those people, and that's uncomfortable. But the relationships that matter the most to me always go through something like that, and the result is much deeper. I had a uh, something else that happened this year where I had signed on to. Um, do a, do something for a friend, a favor. And I realized uh, for no payment or anything. And I realized that it was taking a lot more energy than I thought it would. And I started to feel really resentful about it. And I brought it up to her and we sorted it out and it ended up being a really positive thing for the relationship. So again, front load that discomfort. If the relationship really matters to you, like at least you know that you did what was right for yourself. And then the chips are going to fall. And that's pretty much all you can do. And I hate to say, I hate to call it a test, but in a way it is. I remember Danny J and I, before we were as close as we are now, we were, you know, we were friendly and we'd hung out a few times, but it was uh, before she ended up leaving her marriage and she was staying with me. And I think we've told this uh, story on the podcast before. Um, And like, I am introverted. I lived Uh alone. Like I definitely needed my space. And I remember her and her then husband were staying at my place. And I was coming back from a long trip where I had been with Nagar and we were literally traveling together every single day for like five weeks. So I was uh-huh. like, I can't wait to get home. Yes. Be alone. I love you, Nagar, but like, I don't want to see you for a while. Like, I remember just being like, I can't wait to, you know, you just want your creature comforts. You want to be yes. alone. And Danny reached out to me and her and her husband were staying at my place while I was gone. And she said, hey, our plans changed. Is there any way we can stay a couple extra days after you get home to go to this event or whatever? And I remember being like... Yeah. My truth is I don't want you there when I get home. I love you, but I really don't. I want my space. Also, it's not that big of a deal. Like I was yeah. like, it's not that big of a deal. What's the, she's my friend. What's the yes, big deal? Yes. Like whatever. I remember having this internal battle and I remember the, the, the decision I made was to tell her the truth. And I remember as I was texting her saying, our relationship will depend on how she responds to this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, yes. and, and, you know, knowing Danny, she was like, totally get it. We'll stay somewhere else. No issues, whatever. Like, uh-huh. totally. But even for her, it took her up. Yeah. Yeah. Short. You know, it yes. brought her up short a little bit because she wasn't used to that. Yes. And I remember just at the moment that I sent the text going, we might not have a friendship after this. Yeah. And I need to be okay with that. Yeah. And then exactly. sending it off. And obviously, you know, the rest is history. 
But I agree with you. All of the people in my life have, we've all had those like uncomfortable, the closest people to me. Yes, always. Because I feel safe. Yeah. Right? And like, okay, I feel like I can bring this up to you. And that's the price of admission <clears throat> yep. to the meaningful relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so true. So like, I knew, obviously I've known you for a long time and I know what you stand for. I knew that you probably would have been okay with, you know, with whatever went, you know, whatever I said. But there was that chance of like, she could be triggered. She could be like, F you. Like, what are you talking about? Or whatever. But I but trusted. But that would tell you everything that exactly. you needed to know about Well, me. exactly. So I knew that I needed to do what I needed to do. And whatever was going to happen was, I would trust that that would be the right thing. Um, and, you know, it was great. And yeah. it was fine. That's so great. Well, this is a great discussion. I'm glad we got into some boundary stuff too, because I, yes. I think that probably is like front and center for people who mm-hmm. are empathic, highly sensitive, um, more introverted, more reserved. So yes. tell us a little bit about what you're doing. I know that this episode will probably go up pretty soon. So uh-huh. tell us, I know you have some things going on right now for introverts, empath, highly sensitive people who yes. want to build their online coaching businesses. Yes. So I am doing a, a little bit of a shift now. I've taught mostly about, um, you know, food, nutrition, cooking up until this point. And I'm really transitioning to add this big part to my business, which is business coaching for introverts in the online space. So I'm doing a, I'm super excited. um, And I am doing a five day training mid February for that. Um, I can give you the link for people to sign up if they want to, where I'm going to be doing a webinar and then four different trainings. And it's basically just going to give you a blueprint and a plan, mindset strategies, marketing stuff, honing your messaging so that you can begin to build your online business because there's so many people out there who have those core values inside of them that are not aligning with their life. And then I think they think like, oh my God, the path is going to be so long. But if you just get started and if you just start taking those reps now, like the time's going to pass anyway. Um, so you might as well have like actionable strategies to, to get you there. I loved, um, and I want everyone to sign up for the training cause it's going to be so good, but I loved when you and I were talking about it and you were fleshing it out. It was like, okay, I'm going to be teaching business strategy, but there's always going to be with a, uh, an eye to someone who is more introverted. Yes. Right? And, always. And, and really capturing the unique challenges that someone who's yes. a little more reserved or yes. isn't like getting on video and you're taking into account those sensitivities, uh-huh. you're not just going to like plow them through and be like, well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but you got to do it. Like exactly. It, there's going to be a lot more talk yes. around the sensitivities of these kinds of people. And I think that that makes it really unique. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and you know, you really sort of helped me, uh, you know, refine all of that stuff, but it's always through the lens of, the introvert, the sensitive, the feeling person, um, because I really see a gap out there sure. for those people who, again, can create amazing products, services, really have an impact to allow them to live the life that they want to um, if they have these skills. So I would love if people signed up for that. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm at Ashley K. Pardo. I share a lot of stuff too. Um, she yeah. shares a lot of cooking stuff too. So yes, you guys yes. are interested and I've picked up a few gems too. I know Shante has... <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. I think this was super informative. Definitely some great stuff for our audience and make sure you guys are following Ash on Instagram, uh, connect with her, send her a DM, let her know where you're at with this stuff and you're the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. So we'll talk fun. to you soon. All right, guys, we will talk to you soon. See you later. <laughs>